First of all, thank you for all the help that you've given, not only by financially, which a lot of you have done that, keep, keep, <clears throat> keeps us going, and also just attending, not only attending these Dharma talks, which happen several times a week, either myself or Jason talking, sometimes monks talking, you're able to, if you're able to attend those, it's very helpful to have someone to give a Dharma talk to or practice. It's a practice, a way that we practice here, not often done elsewhere that I know of. So thank you for your help. And please continue to help us if you will, please, if you can, but if you're able. This morning's Dharma talk is titled Hidden Dharma Gates. So a Dharma gate is something that you personally from the point of view of these teachings and my understanding of these teachings need to look at rather than laminate with a bunch of excuses, explanations, anything. Blaming is the worst one for shutting down, turning away from a Dharma gate. As soon as you blame anybody for how you feel, don't do that if you can. You might not be able to do that if you have no awareness practice at all or a very slight awareness practice twice a week or something like that needs to be strong so that you can actually see there's there's a possibility in when you're in that area where you're attributing the cause of your emotions your feelings anything about you to anyone else just to quote a famous dharma teaching all dharmas that means anything that is coming or going. All dharmas. Dharma just means law or truth or form. The Buddha's dharma is what we're studying and have been studying for thousands of years. All dharmas are without fault and without blame. There's no, there's no blame there. There's no fault there. One has to look at the very nature of dependent origination. Look it right in the face. Look it right in the eyes may not be in the eyes. Look anyway. Look under your feet. Look what you're standing on. Look at what you're reaching for. Look at what you're pushing away. Passion, aggression. And then look what you're shutting out, closing off. I'm not going to... The obvious one is I'm not going to look at this anymore, or I'm not going to think about this anymore, which might not be a bad idea. On the other hand, and on the same hand, it's about awareness of what's happening, not about some kind of Stupid success story. When I say stupid, I don't mean anything but just ignoring. <clears throat> Through the sitting practice of meditation, Shikantaza, we begin to see more and more clearly what is happening in our mind stream, in our life stream. We begin to see more clearly what is moving there without a story around it. As soon as there's a story, it starts to go in circles. But if you're just aware of the story coming and going and you're not sprinkling anything on it, you're not taking anything away from it. So no adding, no subtracting, no embellishing, enhancing, fluffing up, and no judging. It's very hard not to judge very hard not to blame but it's about seeing that if I, am i making myself clear seeing that and not doing anything with it does 
not feel good. First noble truth of the Buddha. Life is suffering. He did not say part-time. And he also did not turn it the other way, but there's nothing you can do about it. There is something you can do about it. You can look at it. You can look at this. Have the courage to actually look at what shows up in your mind moment by moment by moment. I say moment by moment because you probably are under the illusion that there are some. There aren't any. But you have to see it. So hidden Dharma gates are the particular access to the truth about your, your true nature, who you are, who everyone else is. It's not going to be, there's not going to be a lot of fanfare when and if, and when I say if, because uh, I'm just addressing this lifetime, you will realize this. It just not be, it might be in the next 80 years. But start now, do it now, work at it now. Don't look for success. <clears throat> it's foolish. It's foolish to look for success when you're at the bottom of a mountain and you just walk for 28 minutes up the side of the mountain. So I wonder, how, I wonder if I'm making any progress. That's why you need a teacher. That's why you need, really need, a teaching and completely outrageously need a, a community. And the community you need are the people that are studying this that are dealing with their different levels of crap. Give people the benefit of the doubt. If someone is giving you a difficult time, give them a little bit of space to deal with whatever it is that is showing up in their mind that, that they seem to be blaming you for. Without blame. So there's no doesn't mean there isn't a cause and effect there happening that you could trace down and get scientific about and actually come up with proof that she, they, this happened and this happened and this caused that and that happened. And because of this, this over here toppled over on top of that. If it hadn't, then this would have run free, but it didn't. It died or it got stopped. I'm speaking abstractly as much as I'm even able to. Have to look at it. It has to be seen. It will not be an experience. So you can stop looking for that right now. It's an astonishing thing to realize that what is showing up, there's no one there seeing it. It's 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 wrong John, the Tibetans would call it, have called it. Just saw uh, independently, dependently. Uh, it doesn't matter which way it goes, it's 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 self arisen. Has no connections with anything. It looks like it's flying in the face of prestige, pot or dependent origination. No, it's not. It's just not separate. Pratijasamut pot is a way of talking about and addressing our confusion about relative truth. That we think there's a right and a wrong. We have to get it right and avoid being wrong. So each person probably is doing a little bit of hiding out in that area. In other words, you might on some level might sense that that's a area area you could look deeper into even in a teacher seven points of mind training one of the 59 slogans there is work on the greatest defilements first well you first have to find out what those are not just simply well it's probably passion aggression 
so I'll be fine. It might be highly personalized. I don't use that slogan. It's hard. It is hard to teach from that slogan because it sounds like we're snooping around in our psychosis or schizophrenia or what's another word for mental illness. So to return to something I say over and over again is uh, it is about the awareness of it, not the solving of it. And the reason for that is if we try to go to trying to fix it or do something about it, get rid of it or explain it or anything, any kind of agenda around that actually operates and enhances and fuels relative truth, which most likely will, just like our, phar our uh, not pharmacy, but our medical uh, situation that we're in, it's quite often about covering. And so that quite often happens to us when we go to try to solve it. We look for a way to stop it or avoid it or make it not feel so bad or, excuse me, and which doesn't go to being aware, being aware. Because if you are fundamentally aware of it, then you might see it's going to take quite a bit longer. You might actually see it's going to take quite a bit longer to, to deal with this because it's much more of a, a pile of knots than I thought it was because I'm, I'm just going to look at this. I'm not going to go in with some kind of, how can I stop it? How can I avoid it? How can I explain it? How can I blame someone else for how I'm feeling? So let's look at what it is, which is quite disappointing when we see that we're at the bottom of a very, very large mountain. We feel like we've been chopped off at the knees. We, we don't know how to move kind of have the, the inspiration, the vision to go there, but we don't know how to do it because we're still trapped by, caught by relative truth, thinking that we have to accomplish it. We have to somehow, there has to be some kind of movement. Well, yes, it does, but it does have to be that, but it's, it is a path of awareness, not a path of accomplishment and getting somewhere, even though in some areas it's thought that way. <laughs> Because without some kind of structure, some kind of steps, we get quite disappointed. I have a cup here that says, disappointment awaits. So I would say it's already here. So what is that? It's a way of addressing the negativity that we're dealing with. And just, it's disappointing. That's that's a good area to just receive that. Not particularly go into why it's disappointing. Go into causation. You get trapped in relative truth, and it goes in circles and looks like success. The whole world is doing that. If you disagree, please bring that to me. And show me why you feel that this is somehow substantial, and this is something we need to continue to do. Because I will say to you, this is something we need to continue to observe. Just watch it go around. Samsara. So the hidden Dharma gate part is in each of us an area that when we start to go into that area, everything comes in to shut down. My experience of that is having, and I've told this story before, as 30 years ago, I had an employee 
had a kerosene company that I tried to make a living with, a person who was embezzling from me. And because I didn't want I didn't want that, I didn't want him to be an embezzler. So I just ignored it. Under the back away from that situation, uh, it was easier. And I finally, because of the loss of funds, I finally had to look at that and see that he was embezzling, dealing or whatever. I won't go into that story again, but it was painful. It was difficult a long time ago, over 30 years ago. So let's, uh, I haven't talked very long, and I can talk some more, but some questions, yes, please. Bishop Bowing, if we are in a situation that's triggering something for us that's normally hidden, and we remove ourselves from that situation, are we missing an opportunity to look at that trigger? Not necessarily. It might be something that is so, so intense that you might need to back away from it. But the idea is not to continue to do that, cover it up and say, you can never look at that again. As long as there's a strong sitting practice, and I, I can't come up with a, a number particularly, but in the monastery, we, we have people that have full-time jobs and are still sitting 20 hours a week. That's a full-time job, not many, 40 hours a week of working at something on a computer or maybe around the comes to the monastery, which is getting larger, and still managed to get to the cushion. Quite, quite a bit of that is, can be attributed to the person's attention to see this, their dedication to path, the vows they've received and are endeavoring to observe as they understand them, and the very structure that we've created here, that you walk in the door that you, we can take care of the rest of your life from there. Do this now, do that, sit over here, stay there for eight hours i'm being silly but i'm just saying we have structures that if you if you want to do this they involve awareness so it might be studying texts with others don't study text by yourself study it with somebody else study it with somebody you don't like but still a practitioner you think that's not happening that's happening everywhere it's been happening since i first entered this crazy world called the Sangha. Uh, I think it'll be 50 years this year. Long time. So we would return to it. Just, you might see it, you might have to back away. It might be too intense. But see, try to see the, the structure of what, the very simple structure of what you're doing. This is arising, and then watch what you're doing with it, if you're pushing on it. Or if you're explaining it, if you're pushing on it, aggression, just out and out anger against what's happening, I'm just making something up. But then try to continue to look at that rather than make an assumption that something needs to be fixed or something is wrong. Probably is relatively everything is, I'm going to start going into swear words now. Relatively, you look around you everywhere. People are trying to fix it like the whole warfare in, uh, with human beings down in Texas. People are saying, no, just take the guns. Just here, have guns. I'm surprised, I won't be surprised, but pretty soon they'll just give away guns to everyone. 
All, everyone gets an AK-47. Let's see what happens. Maybe this will solve it. Or they'll kill, kill each other off. So, yes, there should be some laws. That's obvious. But the, the problem is not that people are evil or no evil people. Are people who are suffering and are suffering so intense, suffering pain that you've not even come close to yet. But it may be coming. So you have your cloistered area in the monastery or at home where you can go and sit and you have your family that aren't, might be a little crazy, but not they're, they're not so crazy they're going to kill you. Let's hope. Let's pray. Hopes and prayers, thoughts and everything else. Go ahead, Disho. Plus you're just resting your palms. I'm struggling with uh, the title. What does hidden Dharma gate mean? If it is hidden, then it is not a Dharma gate. If it's a Dharma gate, it is. Yeah, it's it's hidden because you haven't seen it. Your teacher is looking right at your Dharma gate. If you're a student of mine, which as I recall you are, I've been looking at your Dharma gate since I met you. But I can't tell it to you because you need to see it. You need to see it. Any, there isn't a person that comes to me that I don't see what they're dealing with. I can't talk to them because it's like they're like this. Help me. Help me. Wait. Now, now help me. Not you particularly. Every single people person I'm talk, I, that I talk to. Would you agree with that? Okay. I was just ask, asking, Jason, would you agree with that? You? What are you agreeing with? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Jeez, I'm bowing. Even when that Dharma gate begins to come into our awareness, it doesn't seem like something we can just step through. What um, what is stepping through? What allows that stepping through the Dharma gate to occur? I don't know if you can step through it. I I, I think I feel just like the walls of the mind. Japanese, please. Walls of the mind. Shinkegei. Again? Shin Kege. Shin Kege. I always get it wrong, so I have to check with Eric. Because I, I practiced saying I moved for so many years that he had to come here to correct me. Shin Kege. Right? I remember correctly. Yeah, well, you probably remember the, better than I do. Walls of the mind. So the wall might have to look at that, and it's, it's offensive. It smells. We don't like it. Even rubbing my nose. We don't like it. But in order to see that it is a gate, in other words, the wall it actually has some hinges on it. To use, continue to use relative examples. Stop my nose too far. I own karma. Now my nose won't stop it too. So we need to look at it. We need to see that and it does not feel good, it does not taste good. And it eases our the our hidden Dharma gate probably looks like a wall. We begin to look at it. We just just can keep continue to keep continue to look at what the at how the obstruction looks. This is done it's obvious. We look at walls. We're wall gazers, as Bodhidharma was 1,500 years ago, or whenever it was. Sir? Does it look like there's just this? 
to me. Yeah. No, there's no, there's no problem with anything, anywhere. Until, go ahead. Until, go ahead. Until, go ahead. Until, go ahead. That makes my help. I do, but I can't tell you because you're not ready to receive that. Are you ready to receive it? Okay. Until. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's happening here when I'm talking, you know, this is, there isn't even any intelligence here, particularly in the conventional sense. I'm just making up stuff. It's because I don't know how else to say this. Like when with uh, Chisho's question, and Chisho, I, I didn't come back to you to make sure that I addressed that in a way that you understood uh, the other end of what your question was, which is what? The response. Did that response make some sense to you? Chisho, I mean, I understand what you mean by hidden now. I, I was thinking at it from internally, but you are looking at it as a hidden from one side and not hidden from the other side. Wow. Yes. Yes, it's hidden in the confusion. So I, I say, often I say, I'm a Dharma teacher, but not, not without students. If you, if everybody just packs up and leaves, you know, one at a time, you know, maybe every week I'm 10 minutes late, and then I'm 20 minutes late, and finally people say, uh, this is not worth it. I mean, you can, his talks are all over YouTube, we can watch them there. Saying the same damn thing over and over again. I wouldn't be going, listen to that old man. Cooties. Remember that? You young people won't remember cooties. Yes, sir. Does it also look like there's time? It does look like there's time, but there isn't. There's, if I use the fancy word, there's eternity. There is no time. There is no path. There's no, don't believe me, please. Don't believe me. Look at it yourself. I can't convince you of this. I'm not going to try to convince you of it. What I'm going to try to convince you of is train your mind. I could talk to the people in uh, Allen, Texas, where we're up standing. We have uh, what, prayers. And what was the other one? Prayers and thoughts. thoughts. And we have thoughts and prayers and thoughts and prayers. They need to go. <laughs> it's obvious they need to go in and change laws because so that people don't have their hands on atomic weapons. But you could say we should change the laws out that. But what are they missing? the atomic weapon that all the governments have their hands on. And they're ready to kill. Bradley fighting vehicles driving, and then, then they're blaming the, the crazy person and uh, Al who's suffering, and he gets no help. We don't know who we, when we find out who that is, we'll see that maybe there's mental illness, maybe there's not. I mean, reported, because everything is mental illness. But we go to try to fix it rather than see what's the underlying situation which I'm very biased here, it's the spiritual. We need to see what this is. Otherwise, the work will continue on some level or on other. Yes, sir. Is there any way to work with just this other than as a concept? Yes. Look at the wall. And then watch the concepts come and go about the wall or about why you're sitting or about your relationship to anybody, your relationship to the teacher, to the Sangha. Yes. Arjos uh, is asking, is Zogchen related to Dharma Gates? And if yes, can you talk about that? Thank you. Um, 
So I'm not a Zogchen master, so what some people talk about and claim. Zogchen just means this. Mahamudra just means this. Chikantaza just means this. Am I uh, somehow being disrespectful to the Zogchen masters? I don't know. Ask them. Find one. Ask them. I'm looking at what is being talked about. I'm not saying there isn't some other kind of secret teaching somewhere that you can only get by going to the top of a mountain in the Himalayas and talking to somebody who's been sitting up there for 60 or 70 years. Maybe. I don't know. But what I'm looking at is right here. I don't, you don't have to go to the Himalayas. It's right here. It's right, it's right on your bath mat. It's right on your toothbrush. It's right here. Right here. It's right here. Everything right here. You can't find anything that is separate from anything else. It just looks like it. If we see a Dharma gate, is there always part of it that's hidden? Bound? Probably. But at the start, you see that there's the wall. You see there's a crack in the wall. There's a gap in it in your own mind stream about what is happening. Just return. It's not about maintaining. Don't maintain anything. It sometimes looks like we should sit down and maintain our posture. That's taught somewhere, some places, and it's okay if that's what you're doing. If you're here, I'm saying sit down, hold still, and just watch what moves, because what moves uh, doesn't particularly stop. Go ahead. Is the part we see more important, more important than the part we don't see? Paraphrase yourself. Paraphrase what you said. You often say, just keep looking. Does that mean look for the hidden? No, don't look for the hidden. Just look at what's in front of you. Look at the wall, look at the person's face you're talking to, and receive, receive everything. The tone of their voice, their body posture, your own reactions to it, your own commentary behind the scenes, so to speak, or off stage left, where you're talking about what is on stage. But it's not on stage, it's your conversation about what's on stage. It's your chatter to yourself about other people, what they're doing, how they're this or that, or how they're helpful or they're not, not so helpful. It's, it's a rough area, but you need to do it. When I say you need to do it, you're here, you're giving me permission for another few minutes. I'm functioning as a teacher, you're functioning as a student. I'm doing my best, as far as I can see, to meet you where you're at. And, and what I would say, request of you or anyone else, be, be a student. Be a student of everything. Be a student of the teaching. Be a student of uh, the book studies where we're studying the, the classical texts, the Dharma that have been around for hundreds, thousands of years. Receive, receive, receive. Don't figure anything out. Stop it. It's not that that won't start to show up that way, but it's less likely to show up that way if you're filling the very space in which the, the teachings need to appear, in which the gate actually comes apart, where you see reality yourself. You see what this is. It is not a conclusion. It's not an experience. It's better than that, because it's freedom. It's worse than that, because it doesn't look like freedom, as long as there's one tiny speck of ego, me, and I'm in danger, or I'm not being treated right, 
or somebody's not respecting me and all that bullshit. Meet your karma right, meet it right in the mud pile. Meet it right in the scum. Meet it right in the filth. Meet it in whatever shows up. I'm trying to help you here. I'm not trying to smooth out things so that you won't suffer. I'm not trying to teach you a meditation where you can, ah, finally I feel meditative. I feel more meditative. I had a really good meditation today. Didn't suffer at all. It was very calm and peaceful. If you you want that, just uh, chant mantras. And don't misunderstand. I think mantras at certain times can be very, very helpful. But the way, quite often the way they're taught is just, just do this forever. I think that's a valid practice for those who need to do that. Yes, sir. Eric, what are you, what are you trying to tell us or what are you pointing at when you say that disrespectful behavior is bullshit? I'm just saying that disrespectful behavior that is coming out of others towards you or the disrespectful behavior that you think you might have inflicted on someone else possibly or any direction there it's bullshit because it's seen as we've tightened down on the cause and effect so much because we want we want a culprit we want somebody to be wrong somebody to be correct and there is no such thing the world is tearing itself apart trying to trying to make sure that the bandit doesn't get away and make sure that the person who is really nice uh, gets elevated and fluffed up that's kind of what I'm pointing at. I'm happy to go further if you want to go there. I do, but I'm not sure how. I feel like I've wanted to ask you a question about accountability and blame, but I can't figure out. It seems like there needs to be yeah. things need to be addressed. They do, even if you don't actually blame some so-called individual. This is what I'm trying to say to take the world scene. That not that I know all that much about the world scene, but I'm saying when they when the down in. Uh, Allen or Uvalde or any other places where terrible things have happened. There are millions, millions and millions of people, billions of people in the world. And this doesn't happen very much, but it happens way more than you'd think it would with people just trying to be reasonable and work with their anger. Suddenly we've got a person who's just, and what we do is it's not that that shouldn't be there. That's there because of causes and conditions. No one is wrong. That person is not wrong who did that. <laughs> it's understatement to say it's guided, but the the fundamental reasons under that are hidden, and so and no one is looking at those. What they're doing is looking at the surface of it, trying to fix it, take away their guns. That would be a good idea because you've got a person, you've got a room full, you've got a whole country full of people who are having a lot of different difficulty with their passion, aggression, and ignorance, and trying to find out how to work with it. They do not feel good. This person did not feel good and didn't know didn't have another option to deal with that anger other than just retaliate against everyone. Show this is how bad I feel. I feel so bad I'm going to kill children. Now do you believe me? I've had those those feelings go through my own mind, and I'd be really surprised if I didn't have other people in here or on the screen thinking the same thing or something similar, something really intense movement to stop something or start something. So it needs to be it needs to be addressed, yes, but it's not it's probably not going to be addressed unless there's a some kind of deeper understanding of the nature of our being together here as human beings. Go ahead, sir. 
sometimes I think about the difference between me and you seeing somebody throwing a bread tantrum where I might say that person looks angry and you might say that person looks afraid or that person looks like they're suffering. So when I see something or experience something that feels disrespectful, did I try to see that as fear or see that as suffering? It seems like a lamination, but it seems like it might be helpful. Say, say the last part again. It seems like it would be a lamination, but it also seems provisionally like it would be helpful. Uh, there's some adding going on there. I would say that it's very individual. Some of that could be happening. Uh, one of the practices is uh, drive all blame to one. Uh, the issue seven points of my training is uh, changing things around. Look at what people are getting rid of or trying to get rid of and draw it out of them. Receive it, receive their negativity. But you can't really do that. I don't teach Tong Lin practice because I think it's too early. That can be done, but that needs to be very, that's a very, very, uh, I would say risky practice because you're drawing, you're just without even looking at it, you're just going to just draw the negativity into you. Um, I would say <laughs> it's pretty complicated. The, the, the intermediate state or that state between the physical form and the next physical form, is a, it's an open season there and it's an open range. And there's all kinds of negativity flying around there looking for a home. And if you start inviting it, um, may not work quite. May not work in the idealistic way of receiving blame and sending out kindness and light and everything. I would say send out the kindness and light, but don't take in negativity just for for a practice, unless you're able to do that. For some people, I feel are able to do that without being harmed by the outrageousness of dark rooms. There's a lot of room there. Uh, we could discuss that i feel i feel that there's something backstage that wants to come out but can't come out until there's a question which i would say an invitation that's why we do this together don't sit back and pick up stuff if you were to talk to onio about what happens before i come in and give a, a dharma talk i just don't know what i'm going to do i don't even the title of the dharma talk is doesn't help me as much as i would like you help me go ahead is seeing a Dharma gate the same thing as going through the Dharma gate? <clears throat> Probably not. I have to look at it for quite a while. It might just be a, an art, a dark area that you sense is there, but you can't do anything with it. And I would say continue to look at it, continue to receive the darkness, receive the impossibility, receive the, the disappointment, receive the negative, receive, receive the first noble truth as it has been personalized in your karma because it was personalized in the karma of the Buddha that he went through 2,500 years ago. Yeah, the, the situation he was in, if you read the stories about that, are, it's amazing that he was able to break away from his dad and from the other, from the Ramans around him, because it's such a powerful um, I don't know, click. It's, it was powerful. And he, he, somehow something was going on with him where he, Knew he had to do it himself, and he did. He went and looked at it himself, and he came out what, six years later, as the story goes, and began to teach what he looked at, what he saw. And it was uh, basically emptiness. But he talked about it in many different ways. But without that teaching, you wouldn't have the other the Yogacara teachings, or for that matter, all of the other the 18 schools that probably more than that that spread out that was that needed to happen it was a disagreement just 18 people go ahead michael bowing 
Are all Dharma gates empty? Everything is empty. Our ideas about it. Except when it's not, which is that when it's a blockage or a Dharma gate or an obstruction. And you don't have to get rid of them. That's an amazing, it's amazing you realize that you can actually feel emotions. You don't have to get rid of those negativities. Negativities are you don't have to have a kind of ideal state of mind or have no problems. You're in a state of your idea of what equanimity is uh, might be more balanced. Bad is happening. I feel okay. When actually it might not be like that at all. I mean, uh, what was your name? Chukadawa. Chukadawa. Cat. Probably blame others for feeling good as well. Aware of it. So when you're say looking at it, yes, it's not. It's it's a smoother area because it's but it's the other end of the polarity we call pain and pleasure. And they're not. They're separated, just like right hand is separated from the left. They're not the same, but they're also not very different. You did this with your hand and a foot. People might think that was a secret teaching. Yoga, is that you put your foot on your hand? Wow. <laughs> Yoga. You could. You thought it would help people. More? How does curiosity work with blame? So you ask the question, what's that coming out of? It sounds to me like you have an idea about that already. Let's have it. Um, I can think of someone to blame really easy right now. Well, uh, if you want me to. Well, <laughs> you can do that for me. <laughs> Good. There's the initial, I feel like I have to be aware of the initial attack. Yeah, what? The initial feeling of being attacked. Okay. And almost really be with that, but then curiosity leads what, what's behind that. You know, to usually that person has a lot of fear, terror. Attacking me out of that, but I, I was curious how you would describe that process of curiosity. You did pretty good. Not a compliment. Paraphrase what you just said. Initially. I feel attacked. By who? Somebody. Okay. A person. Okay, go ahead. Got it. And have to allow that to hurt. Well said. Yes. Acknowledge it or whatever. Curiosity about where that's coming from. Yes. And looking at that. Layers, there's anger, yes, fear. It seems like terror is. I, I can tell you've looked at it a lot. 
So what's the question? Rather than what would I say about it or what would I think about it, give me a question. The curiosity and what are the dynamics here so everybody on the screen can make sure they hear? Just curiosity. Curiosity. And blame. And blame. Okay, so you're blaming somebody for what's happening because they're the one who's shouting at you or accusing you or whatever, and your curiosity comes up as to why they're doing that? Okay. Here's my feedback on it. Uh, curiosity is fine, but let the curiosity be uh, just free flowing. Just you're just curious. It's simple looking into something instead of projecting onto something. We it's like the body uh, movement would be moving a little closer. Mind just doing the same thing. It's actually looking at what is arising rather than judging or evaluating. So the blame part is covering up of what curiosity might be. What is the situation here? What what? What is this? Uh, this person is acting uh, in a way that is difficult for me. But yet, what is what is behind this other than just uh, you didn't do this, you did that, you shouldn't have done that, you should have done more of this and less of this, and all of the explanations that to just look at that simply. So, if you look at it simply, then it's just the curiosity, and it might be about where that's coming from. And you see that for what it is, it's just, they're just covering up here. They're covering up some kind of, something they, they cannot relate to directly because it's just too painful for them. More? Mary from Michigan, M-E-R-R-Y asks, are Dharma gates produced? Everything that shows up is, is a production of some kind. So it's, yes, it's, it's produced out of your, the causes and conditions that arise as each of us, the negative feelings that you've had or I've had uh, about this judgments or evaluations or stories, little stories that go around about she, what she did or what she said. There's that. And then there's the much deeper area where I might even go into a previous life or what we call a previous life. We don't know what that is. That we don't fundamentally know what that is, but it looks like it's some otherness that is a long ways away. And that begins to show up at reactive because that if that has not been looked at in the 13th century, it might have to be looked at now. Something that happened, something that occurred, or something got it was too excruciating, it was covered or stopped. And it might need to come out now. Just a way of talking about it. It's it's it's, it's a Something we all run into, things that show up in our mind that we can't find a source for, it, but it certainly is disconcerting, if not to say, um, terrorizing. So finding a source, right? There's another question. Same person? No. Right. Ross Ireland. Is it correct to maintain no self or other in quotes? in mind alongside just looking or just be looking and receiving? So I'm, I'm not going to do an either or on that, but I would say that go with the second one. So just, just look, there, there will come a time probably where you may need to just like throwing a, a blanket over a couch. You may need to go into that, which will feel like a cover up, but won't be. I, I don't know. I can't. 
resonate with you. <laughs> it's like that. It's like it looks like a cover up, but somehow it's an opening up of something. It's like it's like magic. It's like uh, what company talked about ordinary magic. This begins to show up in our life, and it's it's astonishing because it tends it tends to make us fundamentally wonder about all the conclusions we come to about everything. So I'd say leave that questioner. Please look at the wall as much as possible, or look at the floor. But keep the eyes open. Wherever you look, look at look at anything. But if there's something still, then just receive, 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 so that you can eventually transcend this world. Definitely. Go ahead, Galen. Go ahead. Galen, back. Um, 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 Tong Tonglen. I'm curious what the the receiving danger of that how that how that differs from um the just receiving in chicken daza yeah. so some people are very i would say very porous uh, and some people are not so some people are their mind stream because the physical situation kind of uh, grounds us something is very grounded you're here and you're present and you're not uh, you've never seen a ghost and then there's and you've you've never had uh, uh, you know you aren't flooded with some kind of nightmarish thing that's going on in your consciousness. So at the same time, you're discontent, you're disappointed. Uh, you, you come to meditation to understand your how your mind works, or for that matter, attain enlightenment, whatever it may be. I'd say just let's just work on that. But going into deeper layers of consciousness, just as a just because. Uh, um, Adisha or Pema Chodra or Chogyam Trungpa or any other teacher said you should practice Tonglen. Even even Trungpa Rinpoche didn't uh, didn't teach Tonglen until he had been here ten years. He didn't teach it, and she taught it in 1980 in the West. I mean, and I don't know if his idea about it was what I'm talking about. Maybe maybe not. Just to give that as a blanket thing where you invite negativity in. Not a good idea. And I taught that for many years and practiced it for many years. Don't teach it now, not because you shouldn't do it, but we should look at each person and what and do that individually rather than say everybody needs to practice Tonglen. That's because you're in, because the, the nature of the intermediate state, I'm just saying consciousness without a form, without a particular form, then the forms are open for grabs. And there's lots of things grabbing you just because they don't have a body doesn't mean they're not grabbing. This is something we, we we ignore as a culture, as even science ignores all this. So because they don't want to, science doesn't want to look at. It. They want to look at things they can, they can see and they can work with that are solid. And a thought is not solid, even though scientists use thoughts all the time. But they know what they are. Meditators, if you're if you've been meditating for a long time, you've got a good idea of what thoughts are about. But it takes years to do this and. Uh, weekend seminar or 15 weekend seminars takes a long time because the knowledge about it isn't conventional the knowledge about it is, is the knowledge is wisdom nyan or chinan or prajna or pranya or wisdom only sees wisdom more about that Dylan? 
feel empowering. What's coming up for me is um, the aspect of, of boundaries. Um, I don't really have a, I guess, I don't, I don't know where my curious, my curiosity and my drive seem to get up together and I don't, I, I just want to go somewhere and do something, sit down and, and I don't know, it's just a comment, I guess. Sorry. Well, you can send uh, to do, not do Tong and not draw in negativity, not particularly healthy, I don't think. But that doesn't mean that there are people who can do that. Uh, and so some people practice talking in here, but I know that they can, I know them well enough to know that they're not going to be flooded by zombies. Yes, sir. Excuse me. Is the willingness to be a fool a willingness to function out of our emotions? No. no you, wouldn't, you wouldn't leave the, 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 be a fool to be, to be humiliated by someone else. You wouldn't leave that to become emotional. You would leave it for something else. So, so that you see how that covers it up. Because foolishness has no protection. Willingness to be a fool means that at the same time, in my situation, at the same time I sit up here and do my, my best to help people or their minds being meditators based on what I've been taught and understood, uh, I still know that I, this is very, from the point of view of any kind of self or person, very vulnerable but, or foolish. I, I'm willing to be a fool right here. I'm willing to, I'm willing to die right here. That's foolishness. I'm willing to die right now. Will Close I? On Close on bowing. This is going further into Jalen's question, maybe. Okay. You, earlier, you gave an example of, um, as it regards Tong Lin, and you mentioned the bardo and how there might be scary things there or wrathful things. I don't know. So you say, don't take that in, or you don't teach to, taking that in like Tong Lin. But if we have the um, aspiration to not taking that in, in a way that could be avoiding that so how can we how can we in the bardo in the uh, in between lives or right now how can we not take it in but still receive so i i my idea there is to uh, just receive it in your life receive it in your interactions with others try to receive what people are saying try to receive Anything that's happening is that apparently is coming from uh, so-called out there from another person, and any response showing up to, as to, to accompany what is sometimes called a reaction, uh, maybe not a reaction, just a just a what codependent, not not a negative sense, but just together about someone saying someone saying this, like uh, uh, I was asking about someone complimenting you or being with you and being around you and because you're that person or that individual and it feels very good, comfortable, they care about you and they they are be with them feels good. So that's also definitely risen. So I'm just saying what I'm specifically talking about here, maybe this will help you uh, help you with it. Maybe it'll help you with it is don't do it mechanically. Think if you need to take take someone specifically someone is suffering 
uh, and you're sitting next to their their bed or something, uh, I would say a tongue as you understand it, or receiving negativity would be appropriate to doing that. But, but to do it like mechanically, you just sit face the wall and do uh, an hour of uh, uh, open meditation or shikantaza or shamatavashana or some other form, and then go into tongue practice as a mechanical way. For most people, some people can do that, and it's fine. Some people, I would say, and the reason I'm saying, I can give you examples. I don't really want to do it on a, with so many people. We have three windows open or something here, everyone here. We would have to talk to you individually about it. But there's, there's uh, some people are very porous. I'm married to somebody who's extremely porous, who uh, so-called, and this is not, this does not prove anything, but so-called or apparent, I think capital A apparent, other consciousness, other consciousnesses that are disembodied can enter into someone. Is that actually happening? I don't know, but it sure looked like it. And I've been looking at this way before I started meditating in the, in the 1960s, using hypnosis to try to explore that area. And so I would I would say just be be careful. About it. I don't think you would have a problem. I think you would do Tonglen just because of the way you're the way you're a particular kind of uh, clarity and your kind of confusion seem to come up together. I, would, I don't think you would be threatened by that. So I would think you could do Tonglen every day, you personally, because I know you really well. I've known you for what 10, 15 years somewhere in that area. So I would say you could you could do that. I prefer to teach that, not like Atisha did or anybody, Pema or any just a blanket thing. Here's how you do Tonglen. Uh, I first started doing that. Uh, um, I worried about it then, and uh, I did it anyway because of uh, because I, I trusted Kumpa. Uh, I still trust him, but I think I'd have to talk to him about it. Or. If flying through the Bardo, let's say, or um, an entity or a physical situation, it seems that there is a smell of codependent insanity. How how can, um, without a, how can you work with that when you smell that without a strategy? Without what? Without a strategy, without a mechanical strategy. I, I have a strategy. Just receive. It's just just receive. Even, even the, if you're just going to receive, you do that a lot. Eventually, there's no receiver. That's what the practice, uh, all of you, the monks, the uh, lay ordained, and the people who are just show, never heard this before, just showed up today, which may be somebody who may not be. If you can, receive your life. Don't miss your life. That includes all the crap that arises in your mind, even the crazy stuff, even the stuff that I can't receive that because that might lead to horrible acts or something. Please receive, trust yourself. When I say trust yourself, trust the space in which everything occurs, including your birth, including this manifestation of this human being and of the human being you are. You sit down, just receive all of this. It's very challenging, of course, because of fear. Uh, more? Kozan. Kozan, uh, when uh, 
the practice of not receiving or taking in negativity. Likewise, it could be, what's the difference between negativity and positivity when it gets down to it? Yeah, well, we can, we can go back and forth with that. There's many people down through the centuries, philosophers, Dharma teachers, everybody that have some kind of positionality on that. And I'm just saying, don't do anything unless you have to. And, uh, and I have to plug this computer in because it had a low battery. But I can't do it because I'm, I'm glued to the seat for a little while. Because I'm bowing. As a, you know, the Tonglin is a common Buddhist practice. Can you hear me okay? Because my I agree. Fine. I know it's a common. As I said, I practiced that, taught it for many, many years. And so I'm just, because of my, I have a, I have a, um, a wider, maybe you could say, or not better, but I have an understanding of layer of consciousness that is, is not particularly addressed. Uh, and then the most teachings I know of, I'm not saying somebody is talking about this. I'm just saying, let's be very tentative about just giving everybody blanket tongue practice. Because uh, it's the consciousness for each person is different. I can think of my, my student, Mayhun, uh, not a good idea for anyone to do tongue All she has to do is get in an area that's sensitive and she immediately gets flooded. She's not here now, but I think she can mind me using her as an example. Because I'm bowing. I'm not, um, um, I'm not trying to challenge why you do it or don't do it, but my curiosity is in why would there be a distinction? Why wouldn't, why is the teaching to take in negativity and breathe out light? Why wouldn't it be receiving what appears as beauty? Like what's the difference? Why would, why would it focus on the negative and blowing out? Because the negative, uh, area if you put down to uh, just a, a simple approach of negative feelings positive feelings because some of the negative feelings uh, are terrible they're destructive they're painful so the idea is to, to take that in as nobody stop or someone who was on the path was the mahayana path who was trying to um work with their own negativity and work with the negativity of the world and get a deep understanding of what this is and so they may have to Work with that. I'm saying just like a Maitri Bhavana where we send out kindness, love, and affection to others. It's, it's, a, it's an outflowing uh, that is based on receiving, seeing the world and receiving your own mind. So it's just a polarity. But if you if you go into it and say, well, uh, there's no difference, uh, or say, uh, what's the difference between it? It's, you know, fundamentally, they're, they're locked together. Open fear, uh, pain and pleasure. All the duality, life and death, that's the big one that we, really big one, that's the history. looks like it's because we're so enamored of this body and mind. You don't see how foolish this is, that we are not limited to just by career for a while. But that while is also extremely relative. We really believe in time going by, and we believe... Um, Mana believe gives us a little of security. Uh, Greg Sutton says the sound is breaking up. Oh, was that you hearing me? Okay. Um, I was listening to mine because I'm having troubles too. Anybody else having? Uh, give me hands up if you have having trouble with it breaking up. Uh, I don't know. Okay, so it's on YouTube also. 
So Oh, that's just the I'm just crackling today. <laughs> so what uh, is well says upbringing breaking zoom. So, well, maybe it's that's time we should just close and yes. Some questions from Go ahead, I'll take some questions and try to answer Apple. Well, because to, to that, that part of the consciousness that thinks that actually thinks they're super I'm somebody. That's that's the basic misunderstanding, mistake We think we're solid being and it's uh, and to start to go in that direction, which is it's just it's just threatening. Feels like we are somehow uh, going to be demolished or ruined or exposed or all the other embarrassing things. And it's, that's why we need to do it. It's a spiritual path. It's not a path of getting better for being covered up for defects. defects. Don't get rid of it. I'm not saying there are other people who will teach that my mother might have fine with that. But if I get to that, listen to you. I'm telling you. As, as far as I see, that nothing will happen uh, other than things. It's more like things stop happening. You see, the fear still comes up. There's no one who believes that. The polarity of the mind comes apart. But Greg from the UK asks, how to work with feeling anger and toxic masculinity coming out of the dog that is very clingy and fearful? How to work with feeling anger and toxic Stop there. I'm not sure what person wants to know. Toxic masculinity, all that needs to be observed and gotten rid of. Because we try to get, try to change and get rid of something, and then is very good at covering up. That's, that's just how we think. Was all the medications. In fact, I could ask, you're a, you're a, what do you call you? A psychiatrist, a pharmacist. Okay. How many medications do you, uh, what is your name again? I give you a name. How you, what does that mean? How does that feel? That's good. That's a cloud. Safe cloud. So, my question. There are a lot of drugs that are around. Yes. You you give a guess on how many drugs actually cover up issues rather than heal or eliminate them? Okay. Okay, go ahead. Am I you guys? So you're approving of the crackling? Oh, not approving of the crackling. So Chico, you think what? You sound like a fireplace. Yeah, yeah. I'm here. 
Franklin over here. What's, what's the other question? Ross from Ireland says, do you get afraid of those other floating consciousnesses out there? Is there a way to protect from them? No, and just have for protection. That's the best I can do. Is there a way to do that? It's just obvious. Just treat those situations as if they have some, some validity to them because they respond to that. I, you know, if you sense that, say, I see if you're doing it, I'll easily go away. You can also ask for help. You can, you can pray. As a Buddhist, you can pray. The only time is the impression and the three times. It's not ridiculous. My do it anyway. You know, you don't know what's out there. So, so you don't know what's in the other room. The long, the deeper layers of consciousness. Unless you've been stomping around in there in this lifetime. That's so important. Usually they won't tell anyone because you know, you're just like, I have a joke there somewhere. <laughs> Being a team of the psychiatrist. Oh, God. Not there. I think that's something you have to do. Okay, I'll take one and we'll close. Can you work all this out by continuously knowing that age and time is a continuation of the dream? Well, you might need, you might need some of that. We all need some kind of, you know, everything is, uh, everything is real, but it's unreal. So the, the duality of it is very, very confusing because the physics, if, you're kind of the, if you realize this is unreal, then you have a little bit of a light up to use the body part. Uh, but you have a little bit of that in things that you can see yourself. If you see it, then you don't need any proof. You can see what it is. And you are liberated. And who's nobody's liberated? The very nature of liberation is there's no one, no, there's no self, there's no being. By the teaching of emptiness, has to do so much. Hi, I'm Senshu, one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan offers his wisdom tirelessly with complete love and devotion. If you value these teachings, Sokuzan, the mandala of Sokukoji, please consider donating at sokukoji.org. Thank you.